welcome to the podcast. I just happen to be called Ross. <laughs> and I am definitely Phil. And uh, we are here today uh, to deliver the third annual Boyask Awards. Now, this is something we've done, guess what, two other times before, obviously. You know something? Every Go time on. you mention it, every time you've mentioned it since, I've gone, what, what are they? And <laughs> 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 then you give me the list. I'm like, okay. We've done this before, right? Like we've we've done this two yeah. years running. But but we, we do the boy asks because um the Academy Awards consistently refuse to acknowledge action cinema, um, as do BAFTAs and, and other award shows as well. So whilst they're not doing it, we're going to do it. And there's few people better positioned to deliver and decide on those awards than Ross. And let's be honest, it's still more democratic than the Golden Globes. <laughs> Less political. Um, we'll also cover off uh, in real, 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 real fucking quick detail the Oscars, because um, I don't really have much to say about it, if I'm perfectly honest. Um, can, we just if, quickly, can we just quickly start off by saying it's the year that no one cared? Oh, my God. I, I could no one not, cared. literally could not have cared any less this year. Like... And like, it's sad because there's some really good British wins and who cares? Yeah, and apparently I, I listened to Mark Kermo and Jack Howard talking about the ceremony and it was directed by Steven Sobenberg this year. And apparently mm. it was like, it had like a feel of like something much more interesting and innovative this year. But no one saw it and no one cared. And I literally still don't care. And, and, that's, yeah. and that's, that's the kind of weird thing. I tell you what, let, let's, before we do films we watch, let's mm. quickly go over the Oscars, because obviously it is, right? The best, I'm not going to go for everyone, but Best Picture was won by Nomadland. I can honestly say I'm really not interested in Nomadland. No. I, I, I may watch it, I don't. But, I mean, look, Jenny wants to watch it, and I, look, I'm not against watching it. I've just got no interest in watching it. It's, it's not, it's low on my list. Um, Like... Promising Young Woman was nominated, which I think is, is a mm. bit overrated. My favourite film of last year was Trial of Chicago 7. I really like Mank. Um, mm. uh, and Judas and the Black Messiah was pretty good as well. But, you know, so if I had to pick one out of the ones I'd seen, I would have gone for Trial of Chicago 7, but that's just me. I think the one that shocked everyone, and Kermo pointed this out, I think it's a really good point. They built the entire ceremony around giving Chadwick Boseman the best actor Oscar at the end. Because for the first year ever, the last award was the best actor Oscar. This was designed- I didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. This was designed to, to give Chadwick Boseman his moment, right? It's that, posthumous. Best yeah. Actor, and it would have been a, there's no doubt there was a fucking video tribute and, and everything else. Right. And then Anthony Hopkins won it, who wasn't even there and didn't even film a bit. And ended up being accepted really? by the Academy. Yeah. Wow. Now, the thing I will quickly say on that, it, presumably it was for Father, the Father. Yeah, whatever yeah, it is. yeah. Is that right? Yeah. And I, I had no interest in watching that film until, at all, at all until one podcast. Well, uh, it was Unspooled podcast. Uh, Amy Nicholson talks about it. it. She didn't give any spoilers away, but when she talks about how the film presents itself. And like the, the changing location, like basically the place where Anthony Hopkins' character lives keeps changing. Oh. So like keep, yeah, apparently that's really, really, and that to me really peaked. I was like, that's a really interesting idea to deal with the topic that they're talking about. Because because he becomes like a super unreliable narrator, essentially. Yeah. Quite, kind of. That's and an I'm interesting like, idea. I still don't want to say does it. Sound, 
me, me neither, but it really, that bit has piqued yeah. my interest to the but, point where I'm like, if I can find the time. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah. like, it was built around Chadwick Boseman getting that award mm. and mm. it didn't. And it apparently it left it with a kind of a really weird, like Anthony Hopkins hadn't even filmed a bit or wasn't even there to, to accept right. it. And like literally it was someone going, we accept this award on behalf of Anthony Hopkins. Thanks. And that's the end and not, of the show. Not even like the director, not even like the director of the film or... You know no, I mean? no, like no, I just, I just think it was film. someone from the Academy from what I understand. Wow. Um, and wow. then another odd one, and I know why they did this, because they didn't want to go against Chadwick Boseman, but Daniel Kaluuya in Judas and the Black yeah. Messiah is not mm. a supporting role. Right. They do this all... This is not the first time that's happened, though. It's like... This is not the first time that's happened. And, and what's weird yeah. is... Um, Lakeitha Stanfield, who's the yeah. other lead in Judas and the Black yeah. Messiah, was also nominated for actor in a supporting role. So mm. the two leads were both supporting actors. Who the sense. fuck was the lead actor in that film? Right, yeah, it doesn't make sense. That's just insane. I suppose they, they probably do something weird, like say, well, they supported each other or something. Yeah, but I mean, so, so they how genuinely... How do you define that otherwise? Yeah, they genuinely like did it to duck the fact that Chad, they didn't want to split the vote. Mm-hmm. And in the end, it didn't work anyway. Um, so what I really love is that every time they had to talk about um, Borat, they had to give the full title of Borat, subsequent movie film, delivery of prestigious bride to American regime to make benefit for glorious nation of Kazakhstan. Excellent. <sighs> love that. Um, so actress mm-hmm. and supporting um, like... Francis McDermott was obvious, and um, yeah, uh, Yu Jung Jung, sorry. Oh, Yu Jung, yeah, I know who you mean. Yeah, yeah, sorry, definitely pronounced it wrong. Uh, for Minari, again, was an obvious one. Uh, really, really, really happy that Soul won Best Animated Film. Same, absolutely. Although Onward could have had it, I think. I mean, but Soul, it, I'm really pleased with Soul. Yeah, I'm really yeah, and and Sean the Sheep Farmageddon could have had it as well for my money. Because I still brilliant. need to see it because I love the first one and I will yeah. watch the second one. I just haven't got around to it. I really love the first one. Uh, obviously, Mank won, and obviously Mank yeah. won for cinematography, which you know I think it was a beautiful shot film. Really liked it. Um, mm. Director went to uh, Chloe Zhao for Nomadland, um, like the second director, female director to ever win an Academy Award for Best mm. Director. Obviously not great, um, but, you know, fantastic. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, film editing, <laughs> Sound of Metal. Haven't seen Sound of Metal, probably will watch it. It sounds more interesting than, I mean... Again, it's one of those ones that I don't have any interest in watching except for, like, except for it. It sounds like I should watch it because it feels a bit like a homework film for some reason. I don't yeah. know why exactly. Um, like just interestingly, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross won for best original score for Soul, mm. beating mm. Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross yeah, for Mank. For, for Mank. For Mank. And yeah, that's really funny. I don't know if you've ever listened to it. I don't know. What, I know you don't rate the film as highly as I do, um, but I utterly adore the social network yeah i think I, is, again I've, I've got it on a pile to watch again soon actually, yeah because I, I, yeah. I think it's one of the best films of the, that decade right yeah uh, what i will suggest if you ever want to do some work and you want some music in the background yeah play that score yeah i've had that i have actually had that score on while i've been writing by the way not oh recently God. but i have it's i have had it on yeah it's very fucking good. phenomenal very, very very atmospheric yeah. yes very atmospheric yeah um 
best song went to fight for you from Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, however, like, you know, there was some yeah, pretty decent songs. But most of the songs were end credit songs, weirdly. Yeah, it's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. It's not, is it? Um the sound of metal one for sound. Who saw that coming? Um visual effects went to tenet, I guess. I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. I guess. I, don't, I don't see it. I don't I don't think I don't think there's anything and what it, I mean is that's not that's that's not an award I would quibble with. No, um, but like, compared really to what, weird, compared to what, you know, it's a really weird category. Like Love and Monsters, Midnight Sky, Mulan, the one and only Ivan, and Tenet. Probably... I mean, Love and Monsters is not an Oscar. With no disrespect to that film, that is not a film for Oscar, <laughs> even for VFX. Like, no, it feels I like really enjoyed really, it. When I said but... when I said compared to what, there just wasn't very much. The idea of Love and Monsters being in VFX for Oscar, for Oscar <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, with no disrespect meant to the film, they were really scraping. Really scraping, like with no, with no. I don't even mean disrespectfully to that film. I just mean like when you think about the size and level of the other films involved, that doesn't make any sense at all. No, I, I really enjoyed Love and Monsters. I thought it was a sure, but I'll be movie. watching it. I, I'm a big fan of it. It's Dylan O'Brien, isn't it? I'm, yeah, I'm a big fan of his. So, so I, I, I will watch that. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But I just, uh, but it's just definitely not that kind of film. It just no. isn't that kind of film. Um, the writing award, also known as the Quentin Tarantino, we're not going to give you anything else, so we'll give you the writing award mm-hmm. award, goes to Promising Young Woman. I thought it'd go to Trial of Chicago 7. Um, That's equal- a fantastic film. Yeah. I know. And the fact it got totally snubbed was uh, disappointing. Mm. But um, and, I'm, and- assuming that's for Net- I'm assuming that's for Netflix effect or something. Yeah, I, 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 think, I think that is. And once again, you know, there, there's quite a pushback against the streaming side mm. of things in these awards. Um, what adapted- choice have I had in the last year? What choice have I had in the last year? It's insane. Know, right? um, and an adapted screenplay went to The Father. Uh, that's the Oscars. I mean, I genuinely, it's the least interested I've ever been in. The- oh, that's the thing I was going to say about The Father as well. Not that this makes it any more appealing is, I don't know if you know, but it was adapted from the director's own stage play. Uh, the the that- writer and director actually did make it as a stage play first, which that sounds interesting to me. Probably makes me want to watch it less. Yeah, I, I kind of, that's what I mean. It's not a thing that makes me want to watch it more, but it's another vague, at least interesting aspect. But the play did, you know, I guess it must yeah. have been successful to a point where, you know. I, it's I normally it's watch, it is, yeah. I normally watch the highlights of the Oscars. I haven't even bothered this year. I, I genuinely no, don't care. No, um, not at all. No, like, me neither. Like, I've seen one, two, three, four of the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight best picture films. I was in 50%. Two of them, I'll, I'll probably never watch Minari for no, no no disrespect to the film. It just doesn't grab me. I'll probably never watch The Father. I might but that's watch the one I, That's the one I'm, yeah, I mean, again, Nomadland, I may, particularly, uh, uh, you know, Jenny wants to see it and I'm more than happy. I, I think I'm more than happy to sit there while it's on. And I don't mean that to sound <laughs> again. No, but, I, you know, you know, but, you know, like, Francis yeah, McDonald is great. Like, she's great. So it's probably a good film. <laughs> No, so, I love that. I love that. I'll sit there while it's on. I will exactly well, sit there while it's on. Yeah, um, exactly. And, but also, same with The Father. I think The Father is the one... I think The Father is the one I haven't seen that just out of all of them has piqued my interest enough to put it on and then see so, how it yeah, goes. Yeah, Sound of Metal is probably the one for me. And now it's on Amazon uh, Prime. Yes. Yes, that's fair. I, I'd be up for that. But I just... I don't know... It sounds really weird. I look at that film and I go, when am I going to watch that exactly? Like, yeah, yeah, what, yeah. When do I sit down? Or, the father, I can say, it's a Sunday afternoon. Do you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? I know it sounds weird. I don't, I don't know, know if you do that, but I sometimes do kind of like put films where I want to watch them. 
so Sunday afternoon, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like like Love and Monsters was last Sunday's Sunday afternoon film for us. Right. Yeah, I see that. And, and well, the just, Mitchells... It even looks like it could be a Friday. It looks like it could even be a Friday or Saturday night movie. Just yeah, it looks so, like and fun, you know. I watched Without Remorse, and that is a Friday mm. or Saturday night movie. Gotcha. It's yeah, not yeah. a midweek movie. It's a Friday or Saturday night movie. Whereas yeah. I, I often have the, the house to myself on a Saturday morning, and I tend yeah. to watch, I, I tend to bookmark films as Saturday morning films that no one else is going to have an interest in and I can watch <laughs> without sense. people walking yeah. in, right? Yeah. Like horror films. I'll watch horror films on Saturday morning because no one's going to walk in on me. Gotcha. There you go. And we something you have to think that about an 11 year old kid. Um, yeah. I, do, like, I want to cover off one other thing before we move on, just because yeah. it, I think we probably need to talk about it really quickly. I just want to just, say i am so catastrophically disappointed by this whole noel clark stuff that's come out that i'm genuinely like like it's genuinely upset and annoyed me just because he's such a he's been such an amazing kind of voice for the industry for diversity and for independent cinema that and dare i say quite quite and, and unlike a lot of british filmmakers again no disrespect I've got, i'll try to stop saying this phrase now He's had a pretty specific focus, not completely, but a fairly specific focus on genre. Yeah, he has. And I was going to say, yeah, and, and for genre cinema, for British genre cinema. Yeah. And yeah, and I've got, I haven't got much more to say about it. Like when, you know, th there's that old saying, there's no smoke without fire. When there's 20 fires, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. And, and when he comes out and says, I, I deny everything and then the next day says well yeah maybe maybe I don't deny some of it and I'm going to seek help but I definitely deny all the sexual stuff and then you kind of go mm, yeah that mm. if, if you had any doubt which I didn't because you have to believe these people when they come forward otherwise people won't come forward I think you need to listen to people you don't necessarily have to believe everybody yeah you know, that's, a good way. that's a good you way need of to listen. It. you need yeah. to listen for sure yeah, absolutely. And when 20 people come forward and when it's The yeah. Guardian, which is you know one of the few kind of proper newspapers left in the world. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and like, it was a very and it was a very in-depth article. Yeah. It was not a it was not a fluff piece. No, this this isn't was, a national it wasn't a inquirer. It wasn't it wasn't a clickbait piece. No, this isn't a national inquirer kind of, you know, article. This was well researched, well put together, and so I, I'm just I just want to say I'm really disappointed. Like, and I'm absolutely like you know I feel for anyone that was involved, anyone that was like, and it just shows that this industry still has a fucking long way to go to write itself. Yeah, and that's yeah. all I really want to say there's on no that. Really, there's no there's no denying it. So on on to more cheery things. Um, let's very quickly because we've got all the Boyasque Awards to give out today, which is why we're here. <laughs> like, there's people on the red carpet waiting to come into the theatre. <laughs> you know, we've got, we've got, um, we've got, we've got a friend of ours, Glenn Salvage, on the red carpet interviewing all the people coming in. Excellent. <clears throat> Glenn's out there interviewing people um, on the red carpet. Um, you know, we've got, we, we've got like, you know, our, our announcers are waiting in the wings. The awards have all been polished. Have you polished your award this morning, Ross? <laughs> not supposed to say that out loud. <laughs> well, but you are yes, giving out the boyask, so I'm hoping that the, when the boyask arrives, it's nice and polished. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, God. so let's just talk quickly about the last films we saw. Ross, uh, last new film you saw, or last film film you saw? 
the last hang on what say that again. I know. <laughs> you know the score right well what are the last <laughs> old and new film that you saw <laughs> sorry i'm dying a little bit um so we're doing, we're doing the films routine okay yeah or actually no look let's not let's do the very last film we saw and then let's talk about mortal Kombat very quickly let's just That's do two let's just do two, let's just do two films just go on in um so the last old film i saw we watched last night with a friend uh high fidelity which i still love um it's great. i, it I like really well. that i i <laughs> i have a really weird thing with that i went to see it with a, a girlfriend at the time called jenny and right. it's the first oh, time I've ever... <laughs> yeah i know how weird um Definitely, definitely a different Jenny. Your one, uh, yes. not that I've met her yet still uh, due to no. pandemic, I think, but she seems really nice. Uh, my one, not so much. Anyway, um, <laughs> so um, well, I went to see it and it's the first time we ever went to the cinema together and she sat there tutted and was really bored all the way through it. And that's when I walked out, I was like, this isn't going to work. Because, oh, wow. <laughs> you know, like in my head, I was like, yeah, this just can't, you know, because that was a good film, man. And if we if we didn't connect on that, Yes, it's a very good film. It has to I be was, more than uh, just the physical. I think I like it more. I think I've probably seen it four times, three or okay. four times for sure. And I, I do like it. I used to say I like it more every time I see it. Have you I seen think, the I TV think show? Like, I, no, the Zoe Kravitz one. I would like to see it, actually. I'm curious just to see if it's, yeah, yeah. See, see, see what it's about. Um, yeah. Um, I, so that was I don't really have a... One. I don't really have a last old one. I watched a film that's probably about a year and a half old. Um, that's okay. a Shudder original. I'm <clears throat> banging to Shudder at the moment. Yes. Shudder is like, like it's a really, really interesting streaming channel doing some really, really interesting stuff. And obviously we've, we've t- when we'll talk about this maybe next time out, but we've been watching mm. Creepshow. Um, oh, yeah. It was to have some reservations. It, it's never less than fun. Um, anyway, so I watched a film called Lucky, which is a, a kind of a... Oh, yes, I'm, I'm aware of it. Yeah, it's it's a nice idea. It's yeah. very heavy-handed in its message. And its message is all about the danger to women um, yes. for men and and how women can feel unsafe in, like, everywhere with, with the actions of men. So it's a very good message to have, especially in these times. Um, very mm. current. Did I like it? It was okay, right? It was um it wasn't the best, it wasn't the worst. Uh it was okay. But again, I just respect the fact that um that uh Shudder are just putting out these great films. Like like a great amount of films and, and like really kind of you know, kind of putting content out there in the horror genre, which is fantastic. So not my favorite film of the year, but you know, one I didn't hate. Fair enough. <clears throat> so, my most recent recent film, which I watched twenty six minutes of, is Thunder Force. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! But okay, an open letter to whoever's listening: please stop Ben Falcone making films. Like for real, he's made five with Melissa McCarthy. He's her husband, and by the way, on the screen he's fine. Like he's in Bridesmaids. He's a perfectly fine actor, like comedy actor or whatever you want to call it. Nothing wrong with that at all. His films that he's directed, I've seen four of them. And to be precise, I've seen around 20 minutes of all four. Oh, so like they are they are they are absolutely te- yeah. like they are. If you listen, I know you don't have I know you're not a big on Mr. McCarthy. My theory would be if you've only seen those ones, I wouldn't blame you. 
Like, I wouldn't blame anybody for not liking Melissa McCarthy again. I think she's great. I really like her. I like her in almost everything else I've seen her in, for real. And very much so. Like, like um, what's the one? Um, I'm sorry. What, what was that great one? Um, I'm sorry. I'm fucking up. What was Richard E. Grant? Oh, oh, yeah. I, know. I think I know the one you mean. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it was... It was, it was fuck me. Hang on. But, but while we're talking. But um, I... Um, what's it called? Sorry. So, just while you're looking Jesus that up, directed, sorry, sorry. So, so the point, he directed yeah, he, Thunder so Force, Super Intelligence, yeah. Life of the Party. The can Boss, you ever forgive me? Was the film? Yeah, can you ever Tammy. forgive me? Was the film? Yeah, and Tammy was literally like unwatchable. Twenty, 20 something weeks in Thunder Force, you think Octavia Spencer, Melissa McCarthy, great. Jason Bateman, great. I never got to Jason Bateman. Can, can I just point out? And at was, no point did I think. <clears throat> Any of that sounded like a good idea. <laughs> Jason, like, Jason, Jason, Jason Bateman's great, though. And, and Octavia Spence is great. And yeah, I but, like Melissa McCarthy. But we can Harley. It's a good cast. What's your favourite food, Ross? Uh, I don't know if I should say. Sherbet Fountains? Okay. I was food. Um, so Sherbet Fountain, what's your other favourite food? <laughs> okay, Name Jenny's three things that you like to eat. Jenny's Spaghetti Bolognese. Like Jenny spaghetti bolognese, and name one more thing that you like to eat, like Nando's. You like Nando's, right? I love that. Yes. Right. Yes. So if you put yes. spaghetti bolognese, sherbet fountain, and Nando's all in one, all in all together, whilst the idea of having all your favourite things in one place would be great, it would probably taste terrible. It probably wouldn't actually. Oh. It probably sounds really good. No, no, Nando's <laughs> and spaghetti. But I'm sure that would go great. But, but no, anyway, that's my point with Jason Bateman. Right? He's okay. Well, but I not think in Jason Bateman's great. Jason Bateman's great. But but look, regard regardless but what i'm saying is there's a strong caliber cast all the way around yeah in general the si- i won't get into too much of this in the first 26 minutes i know how it sounds nothing happens nothing no events happen nothing happens that's one thing this is a superhero movie nothing happens the two way by the way if you want to see a really good rant on this film there's that guy on youtube called jenny and i saw it the other day the critical drinker do you know who i'm talking about he does these amazing film rants like uh, no. just look up critical drink. Absolutely, I, I remember hearing a couple of his things like from years ago. The Thunder Force one that he does is absolutely like absolutely incredible and sums it up far better than I can ever do. And it's definitely worth watching that. But twenty six minutes in, nothing has happened. There is a joke. There is a joke that Melissa McCarthy's character makes to like the other people in the room about Steve Urkel, the the, the character, the American comedy cat like from sitcoms well, back in like the early 90s that, that's nice like, up to date right <laughs> but for, well for anyone but like, there's nothing wrong with doing a classic thingy or whatever but like it's he's the guy for anyone who did i do that like that was his catchphrase mm. now nothing wrong in him doing anything it goes on for ages i'm not joking the joke goes up now i have a thing i'm not the only one where like something could be funny and then not funny and then funny you know if you keep doing it like you kind of go, it's, it starts off funny and then they keep doing it to the point where you go, this isn't funny anymore. But then somehow it becomes funny again. You know, I don't know what yeah. it is. There's, a, there's, a, there's an art to that. This isn't that. Like, as in, it just keeps going on and on and on. And all of the characters in the room sort of go, sort of along the lines of, could you stop? So it's just stop it. We don't know what, like, we don't know what you're talking about. And that isn't funny. Like, like, like even them going, we don't know what you're talking about, isn't funny. Like, it's, fl- like, like, you know, like flatline. Yeah. yeah. And I, I was like, how can this be a thing? And then another point on this, I'm, I'm, we're going to stop talking about this in a minute because it's just, it is just, and again, I've only watched 26 minutes. Why would I ever keep watching it? I put a thing on Facebook saying, I'm 26 more, 25 minutes into Thunder Force. Should I keep watching? Everyone just said, 
don't do it stop stop now stop it's not worth it you're wasting your time and then there's also an article online about why does Ben Falcone get to keep making movies that's fascinating but the, the point I'm going to get to and then I swear this is it unless you want to ask any questions I really don't every scene every scene now we've made films every scene finishes at least the ones I saw with everybody walking off like, like, oh, like everybody just sort of like and you kind of go you don't do that in films you, you don't do you might have someone walk out and slam a door you know for effect but you don't end a scene where the four people standing in the room sort of oh we've done that now and then walk off you, that's how bad I'm not kidding I, I know how that people listening to this may be going what's he talking about You, you it's, it's beyond student like you don't do it you don't ever do it and so this I'm film has that guessing it's nothing else I'm guessing not oh. a fan. Um, so look, uh, uh, the horrible. last actual film like, I saw last night yeah. was um, uh, was Without Remorse, the mm-hmm. new uh, uh, Michael B. Jordan action Tom Clancy film. Yes, it was fine. It was do you know what? the action's yeah. good. The action is genuinely I'm, pretty good. The stories, I, I, like you say. I have to wait a week, dude. I think I have to watch it on a Friday. I don't, you I do. don't know how I could watch it. Before. It's a Friday, Saturday night movie. Or Got a you. Sunday going into a bank holiday movie, depending. Okay, um, yes, that's a very good point. It's bank holiday this week. It is, yeah. You're absolutely, I've completely forgotten about that. So I quite enjoyed it. Um, the story twists and turns. It doesn't really do anything you expect it to do. Um, mm. And that's not a bad thing, right? Like, it's not a conventional action movie, albeit, like, you will not be surprised by the ending really right um yeah but i i i didn't hate it uh three quick shout outs um i said i watched love and monsters really enjoyed that watched a film yeah. on netflix called moxie which is really good fun um albeit oh, cool. a touch heavy-handed and i also watched schools out forever this week which you we now spoke what, about what, last week. What, what did you think i liked it yeah i, I think, that's think it has yeah. the wrong title because you yes. end up thinking it's Shaun of the Dead and it's not Shaun of the Dead. You know, I get it's, that. It's get absolutely that. the wrong title for that film. It's more but, serious than the title. Yeah, it's Lord of the Fucking Flies meets 28 Days Later. The places. bit that I thought was really good with those spoilers is there's a bit where the two main kids, and I think that the, the, the one of those main kids' arc gets really interesting later on. The one who kind really of interesting, bad. yeah. Really, and he's, and he's good. I think he's a really good actor. I thought the bit when they were like searching, I think it was a school and they come across that guy. Yes. And it all goes horrible. I thought that piece was really good. I think there's bits of it, but are really strong. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think uh, I think what they were trying to do was was really strong. And I also think it was just, yeah. it was genuinely a very interesting take on they on, on, didn't go in the direction I thought it was going to go in and I, okay, I respect yeah. it for that because like I said yeah. I thought it was going to be some kind of like Anna versus the or Anna and the Apocalypse type I get you I, I completely the title is to, it almost sounds not trivial is the wrong word it almost sounds yeah like wacky horror not, you know it's knockabout this, right it's a, it's a knockabout yeah it sounds knockabout type. yeah yeah, and it isn't that type of film at all. And it absolutely isn't. So yeah, I no. I, I quite enjoyed it. Um yeah. it's called cool. Dad. Yeah, it, it passed the train journey I watched it on most adequately. Sure. Um so there you go. Cool. Right. Well, look, 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 Ross, the 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 ceremony is started. Um, everyone has taken their seats. I've done a witty opening monologue. The crowd loved it, by the way. Um of course they did. <laughs> You're a regular 
I can't even think. Ryan Seacrest. You're Ryan Seacrest. I am. I, if only. Um, I am Ryan Seacrest. So, look, how this works, um, we will go through. Uh, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight categories, and then a Hall of Fame at the end. Ross will give a couple of nominations and then tell you who won. And that's it, really. It's not that complicated. Um, you know, it's just a bit of fun. But what we do here is we're just, the idea is we're just rewarding um, and recognising what the industry itself fails to reward and recognize, which is the fact that there is virtually, if none, no film that in some way doesn't have some kind of stunt or action involved in it. Even yeah, probably Nomadland will have had a stunt coordinator for drive. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Absolutely. Or someone falls down or someone trips over. That's a stunt. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it, it's a stunt. And the industry refuses to recognise it. The Oscars refuse to recognise it, but they do recognise, you know, like you've got the Golden Globes, best ensemble cast. Yeah. Or VFX. Yeah. If you can have best VFX and best SFX, which is all good. More, and you should have both, than, than by a, the way. Absolutely. Yes, that's absolutely true. Physical. and Yes, absolutely. But, um, but if you're going to have that craft, and it is a craft, then the physical people throw themselves through windows or whatever absolutely deserve this is this is so old it's not even barely worth discussing i will say while i understand on social media all of these pushes for it i honestly think they should all just give up and not bother yeah i agree and all i'm all, all i mean by that is, all i mean by that is they should absolutely be recognized the idea that it's even a question is absurd as, as absurd as it should be equal for men and women to do everything you know what i mean like like yeah, yeah. it is an absurd notion but stunts which have been around since the beginning of cinema are not recognised. I mean, it's absurd. It's absurd. Um, but the constant, and particularly given the aspects of filmmaking that I'm involved with, just being exposed to this again and again and again, it is flogging the dead horse. Yeah. It is, it is. And I do wonder if going away for a while and not, and not understandably going on about it, understandably, but maybe if not doing that for a couple of years, I'm just curious to see if anything, I don't think anything would change, but I'm curious. I, I think... Like, diligently work away and see if you get recognised. Yeah, I, I, I think it's one of those things. I remember interviewing, and I think I say this, yeah, I remember interviewing um, uh, Jeff Amada, the stunt coordinator mm. and an actor one day. And, and I said to him, I was like, you know, do you think it'll ever happen? He said, I genuinely don't think it'll ever happen. And there was a quote mm. by like someone senior at the Academy Awards, um, motion picture arts and academy, whatever the motion picture arts and sciences, that just said, you know, we will never, we will never do this. And you kind of go, yeah, okay. So look, so we're going to have our little bit of fun here, but it's just our way of kind of recognizing, um, you know, some cool shit that happened. So Ross, your nominations for best action sequence. And just to clarify for anyone who doesn't know, it's everything that was released between January the first and the end of December last year. Correct. It's nothing for this year. So and a this is things purely, change. <laughs> this is purely Ross's opinion. And if you disagree with it, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. So, Ross, your three or your, your nominations, you may have three, you may have two, right. you may have eight for best it's different action in each, sequence. It is different in each category, but I've got different numbers. Not nothing massive because I whittled <laughs> it down as much as I could. Best action sequence. So I'll just go in reverse order. By the way, just before you start, yeah. this is the first. This is the only time in the whole year I give Ross homework to do before we do a podcast. <laughs> and I think that's completely true. There are certain things I have to sit up and sort of check out. Yeah, but stuff. in general. If we're, if we're, if we're general. focusing on a subject. Yeah. So, 
best accuracy. I'm just going to go reverse order. I'm not going to. So I no, not reverse order. The... Three nominations, and you give us the winner. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So you do the nominations, the nominations in a random order, and then we're doing it like the Academy Awards. So the nominations are, and the nominations are. <laughs> Birds of Prey, the final battle. Ah, yeah, nice. Ex- extraction, the lying one take. <laughs> I call it the lying one take. There are so many more films now be- with this being done, but I just think they have to call it the lying one take. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, good. And if I don't say that, and then the other, the last nomination is the hunt, which is the first shootout with all the weapons, where, where they get dropped with the crane. Oh, Ross, really those are three very strong action sequences from two very good films and yeah, extraction. Yeah, and extraction. But <laughs> but extraction works as a roller coaster. Yeah, 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 it does. Like it, it works on its own. I have, I will watch it again soonish because I'm just curious to see if any of it kind of. Wears off for me a little bit. My yeah. least favourite part um, is when, when like all the bad guys turn into stormtroopers on the bridge at the end, and, and Hemsworth's just yes. shooting them all. When you kind of go, really? There is really is that something easy? very something specific came up the other day, and I didn't know about it until um, two weeks ago. And I did mention this at the time of watching Extraction. I think I'm sure I said to you, but when I watched Extraction, there were moments when I was like, Hemsworth. If they did leave a weapon again, Hemsworth could absolutely play the Mel Gibson role. Oh my god! So if you remember this, there are moments. And the fact that he's now playing Mad Max is very interesting. Sorry, to me. what? He's playing Mad Max. What? Hemsworth. What? You don't know about this? No. Yeah. Furiosa. <gasps> he's playing Mad Max in Furiosa. Yeah. Oh my God, that's the best casting ever. So very, much very better than Tom Hardy. So yeah, and by the way, I, I still think Hardy was fine in it. I think Hardy was fine in it. Yeah. But it was just really funny. But I saw those kind of Gibson with no, and again, I don't know if it was intentional. There was just these, I'm not saying he was copying Mel Gibson. He wasn't. But I just saw there were these kind of raw moments of extraction between yeah. the insanity. When I was like, if they were doing Leaf Weapon again, he could absolutely play rigs. Not that you want to copy Matt Mel Gibson. You know what I mean? There were just these things. Yeah, but they, like, could, oh. they could reboot it with him. Correct. Easily. Easily, if they if they wanted oh, to go along that mold, that would be amazing. So, and also, yeah. like again, like I've had, I have the weirdest journey with um with uh Mad Max Fury Road. Right, I I really didn't like I, it. The first I, remember, time I, I remember, I couldn't understand, I couldn't understand your initial reaction. At all. And then I watched it again, and I was like, I may have been a little wrong on this. And I watched it another time, and I've ended up giving it my best film of that decade. Yeah. Like, that's how... But my, my one point still stands that mm. Tom Hardy could have been anyone in that film, and it was not a Mad Max movie. It was a Mad Furiosa movie. I, I See, I, I have to get on that, because particularly in two and three, and particularly three, Max is just dropped into this insanity. And I feel like that Fury Road honours that. Like yeah. there's a lot of complaints. I will around. Yeah, but but then watch Thunderdome because Thunderdome is exactly that. Yeah, yeah. So I but don't understand those those issues. I, just, anyway, I also think I had a massive issue with with Tom Hardy's <laughs> consistent mumbling. But yes, I, I didn't really. But fucking amazing film and yeah. Oh my god, Chris Hemsworth as Mad Max is yeah. the best. Anyway, it's who really won? exciting. Uh, well, the extraction lying one take actually just. Because, because except for the fact that it's lying, it is an extraordinary action. I mean, the team, like Hargrave and all of that lot, like, they did an amazing job on that sequence. It's, it's, it's very hard, regardless of what you think of the film. Yeah. That is a pretty spectacular sequence. And it, and you can see it all and all of that. It's a non, 
green grass thing. You know what I mean? Like you can yeah, really, yeah. No, no, it's story too. It's story yeah, too I'm with you on that, mate. I think yeah, yeah, I think that probably would have got my my award also. So next if you just category. saw if you just saw that, you'd be like, fucking hell, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I can't fault that. Next category is best fight scene. This this is here are the nominations for best fight scene. This was really difficult, and it's also where I've started including a bit of television, Ooh. which I wouldn't normally do. But it's but been a bit of a skinny year, right? And also, it is so the stuff I'm about to talk about is so much better than pretty much everything else we've seen in films. So, or at least stands head to head with it, shoulder to shoulder. Go Okay, so so best fight scene. Uh, the Deck Collectors, or Deck Collector 2, depending where you live, or Payback in the UK, which is a fight between Scott Adkins and Louis Mandalore. Uh, and the reason this fight has come up is because it's very much like They Live, and I think they're trying to emulate They Live, because they're two mates having this absurd, really well choreographed fight scene. And again, it's all story. Story comes up a lot in what I'm doing. Okay, I've not, um, I've not watched that, but if I've, it's I emulating my favourite scene of well, all time. I have my issues with the film. And I like a lot of people involved with the film. This is no reflection on the people. Everyone obviously worked very hard on that film. And the first one is really enjoyable. But that fight scene is really exciting. And it goes on. It, it absolutely emulates they live, like, you know, in terms of intent, right? Um, so that's that one. So I'm just checking something very quickly because I want to make sure everything's in order. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's weird. Um, okay, sorry, two seconds. The Oscars are never like oh, this. Son people. of a bitch. Sorry, I was trying to figure out. Oh, that's it. Sorry. Okay, I just want to check an actor's name because I didn't want to sort of uh, be disrespectful <laughs> in terms of that. So, okay, so the next nomination is uh, The Hunt and it's Hilary Swank versus Betty Gilpin. Ah, oh, that's a great <laughs> shout. That was a great, uh, that was a great fight scene. Yeah, yeah, very good. Uh, and then uh, Gangs of London is where the TV comes in. Uh, Sophie Dearest, yes. who I hope I'm saying his name properly, versus Lee Charles. There are a number of fights we could have said, could have said the one before Gordon Alexander as well. But the Lee Charles fight was extraordinary and violent and bloody and brilliant and etc. Um, and then uh, a final nomination, Birds of Prey, the fight in the storeroom, I think I called it. The one where there's all the people with all the weapons and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's like an escape fight and I thought that was superb as well. Uh, and the winner is, it's the Gangs of London fight. Yeah. <laughs> like any of them are pretty damn worthy. But that fight, I mean, look, the, the stunt team on, on that show, it's unreal. Uh, it's really obvious. It's going to come up a couple more times in the nominations. Um, but I was also so impressed with Sophie Dirisu as a performer. He's the first person I've seen recently where I've gone, he could play James Bond. He like could for real. Like, play they, James they should Bond cast for real. They should cast him. They should cast him as James Bond like next year or something and let it give get us a good 10 years out of him. Yeah. Um, I, I just, he's so good. Yeah. I can't disagree with, with that. Um, I think I've not seen Deck Collectors. The Hunt was a brilliant fight scene. It really was. So great. much fun. It's so much fun. It was my number one for a while, actually, just yeah, in yeah. terms of like the, the stuff behind it. But Birds of Prey, brilliant. Um, great fight. And But ga- that fight with, in Gangs of London is off the chart. It's it is. It's so good. Yeah. It's unreal. And I've worked with Lee uh, briefly. Uh, who's in I'm Vengeance Retaliation, he's a lovely person, super committed. He's obviously done a lot of films with Scott as well. He's a real, whenever I see him involved in action in, in a movie, I'm always a bit like, this is going to be, I really mean it, like he's so good. He and obviously, so well you know, um, like full disclosure, I we both know the guy who did a lot of the action for Gangs of London. Absolutely. Um, 
and you know um and the director went to my school um one of the, <laughs> oh, one of the directors went to my school so did he really I didn't know that. he did yeah um it was a year above me i think but anyway i mean all that aside it's irrelevant because it's still a fucking good fight scene yeah it's it's super so next up best stunt sequence i only have two nominations for this two nominations are fine yeah, and uh, the first one is Gangs of London. The, in, there was an episode which was essentially just a shootout in a house, and it just went on pages, and it's somebody it just packed with stunts. Oh my thing. god, that was a and mental shoot! Incredible, and it's almost like a complete sidetrack from the rest of the series, which I thought was interesting. It was like almost like its own episode. It was like a proper to, to use that kind of, ugh, I guess, lazy terminology, but it was like very on backy type of kind of like proper like. Uh, gritty kind of, and I don't mean gritty as in kind of gritty, dark. I mean gritty yeah. as in you could feel it, you could see it. Oh yeah, like, like it was one of those fight scenes where where like your you, you, your brain halfway through half, kicks in halfway through, and you go, there is no way that any of these people will actually still be alive. They have <laughs> so many broken bones that like they'd all be internally hemorrhaging to death. But I literally don't give a fuck. That's fantastic. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant stunt sequence that one. And and the other one, it's it's more of a moment, but it is part of a sequence, really, which is in Tenet, the bungee cord thing, the thing where they leap into the, the building or whatever with the bungee cords, I'd, which I, I think is extraordinary. I about it. It's an extraordinary moment. Like, and not even a moment. It's like there's a build to it and everything. And I really like it. And quite honestly, that is the winner. Because there's something about it that is so like, breathtaking. I remember seeing it in the cinema going, that is fucking crazy. Like, that is crazy. And looked incredible. I was completely out of keeping with the rest of the film. <laughs> but, I re- but I really, but I really like that. I think that's, that's, my, that's my winner. There may be uh, a, a need for me to watch that film again because I was so bored. I'm going to. It. I'm going to soon. I've got the Blu ray recently. I'm, I, I feel like I want to just sit here in like a controlled environment, so to speak. Yeah. And watch it again. Because so, I don't think it's as good as I thought it was. <laughs> oh, no, it's, it's really not. So, um, it, I, yeah. Ross, one thing I can assure you of Tenet was not as good as you thought it was. Um, but you've got to remember, I've, I have called on it already, but I'm just, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, standout action performer of 2020. There are two nominations. We've already talked about them. Uh, Chris Hemsworth for Extraction, just because of the sheer, like, just the sheer fullness of that whole movie. And also, if you, I don't know if you've seen the training videos of him online, like, he worked really hard. He worked he really, really hard for everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. I, just quickly on, on the Chris Hemsworth mm-hmm. thing. I was watching, believe it or not, It'll Be All Right on the Night the other night. And there's an amazing mm-hmm. clip where there's this weather forecaster standing in the middle of a field doing a, a weather forecast. And mm-hmm. this guy walks up and starts talking to her live on TV and goes, what are wow. you doing? And she's like, I'm <laughs> doing the weather forecast. It's like, and he, he basically like banters with her, takes the, uh, takes the paper and starts delivering the weather forecast. Um, wow. And it's Chris fucking Hemsworth. And the two people in the studio. What? Yeah. And he, the two people in the studio are literally looking at each other going, is this shit happening for real? We've That's just got really one cool. of the biggest stars in the world who's just wandered into what we're doing and just like started chatting. And don't get me wrong. But did she know that it was Chris Hemsworth? Yeah, yeah, she, yeah, she obviously did. Yeah, she right, was like, right. she was like, whoa. So like, she, like she was gorgeous, and like he's not, he's not. So you could kind of see why he probably came over to have the conversation, right? Bit of flirting. Right. Um, yeah, sure. But like, like genuinely, like they're just like all three of them are just like I can't believe like Thor has just walked into our shot, 
<laughs> and has just started like chatting to us and is now delivering our weather forecast. That is amazing. Brilliant. That is you amazing. have to look it up online. And, and, like if you ever didn't, if you ever needed a reason to love Chris, Chris Hemsworth. Oh, more, right. Yeah. Like there it is. Anyway, so Chris Hemsworth, and I'm guessing yeah, the other one is so it's Sophie Dirisi, yeah, the Gangs of London. Feeling that was going to yeah, be the uh, and he he's the winner, and he, he's with a pro, just primarily because of like, talk about fresh, you know what I mean? Like as a <laughs> yeah. as a new guy and as and a well, relatively new person, and again everything he seemed to go through for the for the, for the TV show, and also his performance, he's fucking excellent. I can't wait to see him in more stuff. I can't wait to see him in... And I have seen him in, obviously, uh, a film where again will come up briefly later. Um, he's he's nice. very, very good. He's very what, good. What I'm loving it this year is you've actually done action films rather than trying to get awards for Dolomite Is My Name on every fucking award as you did last year. Oh, should I not have done that this year as well? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, holy shit moment of the year. Mm, I have two. Go on. And I and it is very difficult to decide between the two. Um, Borat, I'm not saying the full fucking title. Borat two. Could it actually uh, be called we, Borat two? I'm not saying the whole full fucking title. You yes, realise these are yes. action awards, Ross. Yeah, no, but there's holy shit moment. Go oh on. no, no, neither neither of these are action films. <laughs> but in terms of the moment, so maybe go holy shit. Go on. No, I, Rudy Giuliani. Giuliani. Yeah. yeah. Because just the display, like, because I'd heard about it before I saw it. And I was in, I watched it, I had to rewind it because I was like, did he really, what? Um, so there was that, that's what I mean by holy shit. And the other holy shit moment, which is at least a genre film, is St. Maud when she puts the shoes on. Oh, oh God, yeah. I can't, I don't, I can't think of a moment that's, I mean, I had a couple of other options. Well, but, actually, to be fair, I mean, the ending shit. of St. Maud. <laughs> yeah, the last, the last, the last frame, exactly. Like, yes, I agree with that too. But, but this was like a thing where you, it's because you see what she's doing. Yeah. And and I was in the cinema going, don't, 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 don't do that. Don't put, no, don't put your feet into, what do you, don't do that. Don't do, I say it out loud. Don't, don't yeah. do that. And the whole cinema I was in, because it was a preview thing, we all just went, oh, like that. And we know it's not real. <laughs> we know it's not real. And we Saint, all went, oh. St. Maud was one of those films that, like, her motive was amazing. You mm. said was amazing. Yeah. And I was just like, like I'm gonna have I I need it was a Saturday morning film believe it or not yeah um, of course and I was just like you know when you sit and watch something and you just have to sit there for five minutes afterwards and just go yes yes absolutely that was a that we was all a film. did in the cinema in the screening <laughs> like the, the curtains closed so we all just sat there for a couple of minutes for sure like for real like it was really unbelievable oh my god uh, yeah. and the winner is uh, is it's uh it's difficult I'll, I'll say some more. Yeah. Because it was really like the Rudy Giuliani thing I'd already heard about and stuff. Um, and it was still unbelievable. It was still, I was in disbelief watching it. Given yeah. that Borat, who doesn't know that Borat exists? Do you know what I mean? You kind of go, what? You don't know about that shit. <laughs> and the actress, she was, she was, she should have won the best supporting actress. Oh there's, my there's God. No, or best actress, even. She was absolutely incredible. Yeah, she was. Incredible. She was. Fearless. Um, Fearless. Comeback of the year. I have two. And I'm finding it difficult to choose which one again. Neither of them are action, but one is genre. Um, now, I know that this might be a loose interpretation of the word comeback, <laughs> uh, but Vince Vaughn in Freaky. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm going to give you, I'm going to, I'm going to give you yeah. that because um, like Vince Vaughn has been fucking terrible for years. Yeah. He's been in the wilderness in my opinion. Like, in everything. What's he doing? Yeah. And, you know, 
like freaky, amazing, amazing performance. Like he's he's yeah. not playing the actress that he's meant to be playing. No, that's the one. That's the main problem I have with it. But, it's really, you do wonder what happened there. But but he's fucking amazing. He's good. Okay, and he's the second amazing. one. The second one is, <laughs> you'll see where we go with Villain's head. Because the film didn't really do what we needed it to do. But when it came out, we needed that film. And we needed yes. Villain's head. Yes. And well, I, I will never watch film doesn't film really again. Do yeah. No. I might watch it one more time at some point. I have got the Blu-ray recently. And I love the guy, uh, Anthony Carrigan. I think he's brilliant. Yeah. Um, I, no, no, I, you're, yeah. You're right. I'll never watch the film again. But it was absolutely the film we needed at that time. As the world yeah. was going to shit, we got the most, the most lovely film you could probably get. Yeah, it was optimistic and fun. They were going, <laughs> Alex Winter looks like he's barely aged, which is insane. Like Alex Winter. Um, and it, Ooh, yeah, I just... Tough. Yeah. I think I'll go Bill and Ted. Just yeah. because it really was a comeback out of every... Like a, an actual comeback after, what, 30 or 25 years or whatever the hell it's been. Yeah, and like, and it's a shame. Oh, yeah, with the caveat, it's a shame the film didn't really do everything. I laughed, you know, I laughed sporadically. We 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 came out the film feeling good, which was difficult at that point. So I have a gratitude to that. Yeah, no, um, I'm I'm hundred percent with you. And on I, that. It's a good show. And by the way, and by the way, this comes after me really genuinely <laughs> trying to think of comebacks in action, or what, I just couldn't. Yeah. I hope I'm not missing something. But I no, 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 no. I, I can't think because, like, previously we've had like um, I can't remember who we had previously, but we had oh shit. I'm gonna have to look. That I one don't up. remember. I should probably remember. I'd be curious to find. I'd be curious to find out if you can look I, it up. I will find out. I will consult yeah. the Oracle of the Boyask Awards, <laughs> the, the boy, the Boyaskpedia. That always don't, don't sounds wrong. That. Don't yeah. Don't Google that, guys. Don't Google that. <laughs> No, that new that new story went away. It's fine. Don't don't. Yeah. Um. Best. So this is a tough one, right? Because it is the next tough. award up it's is really best tough. blockbuster film in a year where yep. there wasn't that many blockbuster films. By the no. way, I'm 100 percent sure that last year you gave it to Eddie Murphy. Okay, I could. But if it's Dolomite, then yes, absolutely. Yeah, I I can I can believe I, I gave it to I'm Eddie Murphy. I'm pretty sure. sure I'm just going back and looking now. But I'm, I'm pretty sure. I mean, if you say, yeah, you were talking about Dolomite is my name, then for sure it would have been Eddie, almost guaranteed. No, like, who no, no. Oh. We gave it to Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in America. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. And the previous year, bear with me one second, because now I'm yes. going to have to do this and go back. I am interested. All of these. And the winner for the previous year, comeback of the year was Dolph Lundgren. I wonder what that was for. I don't know. Um, oh, was it like Creed? No, you know what? It might have been because of like Creed to an Aquaman or something. Yeah, like yeah, he was in loads. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's probably that. A yeah, special okay, mention that went to Cobra Kai and Karate Kid that year. Oh, amazing. Yes, of course. Um, so, uh, sorry. So oh, they've, best... just wrapped, they've just wrapped on season four, by the way. Oh, cool. Best blockbuster yeah. film. So there is a looseness to this. There's only two, again. And one of them is Soul, because it is a blockbuster. It's just not. <laughs> It didn't get to come out of the cinema, that's all. But yeah, it is, yeah. it is. I mean, it's a Pixar movie. It's a blockbuster. Oscar-winning and, soul. And the other one, which... It, so, I can't call it a blockbuster, but it had so much marketing, particularly in the States. It's The Invisible Man. <laughs> I, I, 
I know I can't really call it a blockbuster, except it's the closest thing I can think of to a yeah. blockbuster. Because because I can't say the Chicago Seven, Trial of the Chicago Seven. No, because and, that's and, that's that is literally DTV. You can't say Tenet. Um, no, well, I mean, I could say Tenet, but I don't want to say Tenet, so that's not fair. Um, I mean, if you have to go by the literal definition of blockbuster, I guess it's Soul. <laughs> but for me, it's The Invisible Man. Yeah, I, because I, of, because it was a big movie. It was a big movie. It did really well. And in the States, in the States, it was being advertised like a blockbuster. Like there were billboards everywhere, like absolutely everywhere. Um, I know that I'm sort of pushing the definition, but it well, no, but it's, it's one of those years where so so basically, really, you could have had Tenet, Wonder Woman, 1984, no, Mulan. I can't give those. Well, I never saw Mulan. Bird Boys for Life. Uh, Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation I mean, what, the, I mean, the Harley yeah. Quinn. Artemis no, Fowl. No, obviously. <laughs> and, and that was kind of it, right? Um, That's like, what I mean. There's like nothing... I can't give it to Wonder Woman or Tenet. I can't. Um, I mean, if it's Wonder Sonic Woman or Tenet... Sonic Hedgehog? Oh, I love Sonic. But is that a blockbuster? I don't even know. I mean, uh, like, like, we're really, you know, onward, Tenet. We're, we're really we're kind onward, of... Yes. The Gentleman... Like these are these are like the that top wasn't a, that wasn't movies. A, that, wasn't a, that wasn't a blockbuster. Though. That wasn't a blockbuster. Just Mercy. No, that's not a blockbuster. That's a great film. But, it was, but this it was is it. I mean, these are like these are the biggest. These are the biggest um, grossing movies of twenty twenty. I mean, I'm looking at my uh, my top ten of like young cut gems. New Mutants. No, no. <laughs> like, yeah, so that's it. So no, I, I utterly agree that that is a shit show of a category last year. Um, best DTV movie. So this is one with the most nominations, and there are two. There are two for their own reason. Then there's three. <laughs> so the three standard nominations are Chick Fight. Uh, his hat. Was Chick Fight released here last year? Though. Oh shit, I don't know. Uh, uh, his, I, I will check that. Uh, UK. Release. I thought I checked them all, but I might be wrong. UK release of Chick Fight was 15th of December 2020. Oh, good. Okay, so it doesn't count. Okay, yep. good. So Chick Fight, His House, which yep. is the other Soka Dirisu thing, which is fucking great, uh, and The Wolf of Snow Hollow. Oh, uh, yeah, I remember. Oh, good man, that was a good film. Great. Uh, and my, my choice really is His House, actually. What were the other two? Like, I, five? I, uh, I said there are two that were their own nominations, but they didn't really come out here. Uh, and, they, and they are for their own they, uh, money plane and deadly mile high club. Because <laughs> honestly, honestly, you've seen you've seen money plane. I, I, I've seen it. It was my yeah, uh, you it experienced was, it. Yeah, I, like like money plane was. Um... It's the best. It's the best. But but you do need to see and you need to try and watch it. Was, it's deadly mile high club. You need to, you need to watch it because it is it is the best lifetime movie I've ever seen. <laughs> It's absolutely brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. Like it's funny just, as fuck. I just don't know if I can bring myself to bring it. It's like ninety. It. It's not even. It's not even ninety minutes. It is so funny, like so perfectly lifetime. That like this is just even a bit. I can't. It, I'm going to explain a moment, and explain that it cannot possibly do it justice. <laughs> Sorry. So I'm just so I'm just reading. Just yeah. Give me a sec. I'm amazing. just reading. The description on IMDb, right? Obsessed, obsessed with a handsome student, a deranged flight instructor destroys, <laughs> tries to destroy the people in his life and make him fall in love with her. Yes. Hello! <laughs> yes, it is brilliant. And by the way, just the phrase, a deranged flight instructor, is amazing. It is hilariously brilliant. I mean, I'm not... It is 
10 out of 10. You will, you will, you will, you will be like, this is fucking amazing. There is a moment, again, my description cannot do it justice, where the, I'm trying to remember exactly who it is. It's the mother, yes, it's the mother, it's the mother, I'm trying to remember it's the mother. Don't give too much away. It's a, it's a, no, 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 I won't at all. It's, it's either, it's either, fuck, it's either the guy, the, the student, the male student's mother, or it's his other half's mother. I can't remember which which way around it. It doesn't really matter. It's but it's one of the pair, like the concerned parent, right? Yeah. Goes goes to confront the flight instructor, the sexy sort of it would have been Sharon Stone in 1992, right? It's that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> goes to confront her at the air, like the airfield, like where she's got her plane. She's and the flying instruction is one of those, you know, like the, the two people playing things with the long wings and all that shit, right? Like and there's a bit where <laughs> the flight instructor's at the front of the plane, like. I don't know, sort of looking at the propeller or some whatever the bollocks it is, right? And the, the mother character is like on the other side of the wing, right? So facing her, but across the wing, right? Yeah. And there's a moment where they, she's going like, you need to stay away from my, so I'm sure, maybe it's, I can't remember who it is, but you need to stay away from him, you know, blah, blah, blah. He's just trying to have a happy life or some bollocks, right? And she's kind of going, well, blah, blah, blah. What are you going to do about it? And then the mother walk, character walks around the wing to get to her. Like, so what? she has to go all the way along and then back round Because she can't go under the wing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she has to walk all the way around the wing and then back again. Like, all the way. <laughs> so there's, like, I don't know, 25 seconds of silence while she does that. That is... It's fucking... Um, I can't do it justice. It is fucking amazing. And it's I... like they realised it during the scene. It's like they yeah. realised that she had to do it during the scene. It is... So I'm going to watch it. I'm you gonna have to try it. and find some way to watch it. Try and make Zoe watch it. Try and make Zoe watch it with you, please, please. I, I will end up getting divorced. Um, but at the <laughs> moment, it is on Amazon Prime for four pound ninety nine, and I categorically refuse to to to, to pay four pound ninety nine to. No, um, I, I get that. It's definitely worth <laughs> it. It's so funny. It's so I can't like every single moment in it. You'll be going, come on. Come on. There's a hat, but one of the theme, like one of their friends is this, this young, younger girl, like I don't know, early 20s girl, who wears a hat that they must have just gone, we need to have a wear the hat in every scene. We spent nine dollars on this hat. So, also, it's it's fucking amazing. Why, why is this amazing. not winning? Well, because it's I, I don't know if it legitimately came out here in 2020. Oh, okay, that's fine. And the winner was the winner actually is his house. Yeah, it's brilliant. I like that. It's like great. if you're going for the actual best one, his house is great. Fucking hell. Really upsetting in places. So and, and Wolf of Snow Hollow was very close. Wolf of Snow Hollow was a great DTV film. Yeah. So yeah. um the final uh the final 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 um award of the year mm. uh goes to the well not so much of an award, but we every year we 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 add at least one person each to the action hall of fame. Um previous uh previous nominees have been Tom Cruise or or uh people in Tom Cruise, Lauren Jane. Uh, we have added in um, last year. We added in. Who did we add in last year? I added in. Oh, freaking hell. I spoke about it earlier. Jeff Amada. Um, yeah, so we've, we've just caught action peoples. Uh, Al Leung, Vic Armstrong. Uh, that was last yes. year. The class of last year was Jeff Amada, Al Leung, and Vic Armstrong. Previous year was Tom Cruise and uh, whoever I said. Bloody, my brain has literally gone to shit this year. Um, I will start with my nomination just for this year. My nomination for the year is my favourite action director 
of all time. Uh, sadly, no longer with us. But not only has he made some of my favourite action films, not least my second favourite film of all time, uh, but he's also made, like, the best adaptation of a Quentin Tarantino script ever. He's made... Uh, Man on Fire, which I still adore, and I watched it again recently, and it's just absolutely brilliant. And he made one of my favourite trash sequels of all time, Beverly Hills Cop 2. Um, you know, I am placing for my nomination into the Hall of Fame this year, the great, the late, great Tony Scott. Who also did... He, made, he oh. made Domino. I mean... Like, no one's perfect, dude. Like, Tom Cruise <laughs> is in Scientology, and you put him I'm in just, one year. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just pointing out that he made Domino. <laughs> yeah, Domino was a very rare misstep, right? Even the best, at, no, no, you're forgetting. The best moment of Domino was us watching it in the cinema, and you walking over to that couple sitting next to us and telling them to shut the fuck up. That was one of my favourite moments of, of cinema of all time. Was you literally walking over me, standing in front, because they wouldn't shut, just, shut the fuck up! I was seeing my dad again. I was like, this is the best film I've ever seen. <laughs> so funny. I do remember that. So it was fucking amazing. I used to get so quite fair. tetchy when people talked in cinema. I mean, well, I remember... They were, but they were talking. They were they like, were. fucking... Let's go so, to John's. Like, I don't know what to say. Let's go. I don't want to go to John's. Shut up! I, I, I also, like, my second favourite one of them, um, and I think this was when I was in Carlisle, but there was someone... There was someone, like, kicking my seat all the way through the film. No, this was in Eastbourne. Sorry, it was in Eastbourne. They keep my seat all the way through the film. And I, a couple of times I was like, I turned around and said, could you, could you stop kicking the seat, please? Yeah, sorry, mate. Boof, boof. Could oh, you stop kicking the seat, please, mate? Yeah, sorry, mate. Boof, boof. Oh, so I got boof. up, went behind them, sat in their seat behind them, pulled my feet back, and just as he went to eat his popcorn, gave it a two-footed <laughs> kick right to the back of his chair, <laughs> thus sending his popcorn all over the floor. And he turned around to me and went, what the fuck? And I went, no, sorry, mate. Um, and then just yeah. uh, went back and uh, like carried on, just sat and watched the film. And uh, I was like, right, I'll just sit here. And uh, you know, like, if you want to be a dick again, I will just carry on kicking your seat and see how much you like it. Um, That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Just, uh, just quickly, two, two, two of those very quickly, very two quick ones. <laughs> one time I was in a cinema with Ke uh, Frank Kevin Aitkhurst. Yes. And someone in front of him was throwing like candy or something at someone in front of him and really annoying them. I was... And Kevin started for. You, were you with us? I was, Kevin, I've got a sneaky suspicion I was you there might have been with us. Kevin started throwing more teasers at the person every time they threw it and he hit them every, like, almost yes, every time. Yes, I was, was there so for that. fucking funny. I was 100% there so for that. Funny. Yeah, yeah. And you could see the guy kind of look around going, what was that? And Kevin was just perfect. Was, was that not Domino? No, no. I've got, I no, I've, no. It, I'm, really? I'm a fucking 100% sure that was Domino. Was it Domino? I, I'm a 100% sure. Because that screening just had so much fun fucking Arseholes. shit in it i've got it a sneaky suspicion I, I, it was domino i thought it was i thought it was something else but okay maybe you might well be right i, I don't remember exactly i just it was I've got so a sneaky funny. suspicion it was domino he was perfect to like acting like he was just watching the film. it was really really funny it was really funny i remember that um and then the other one was and it was pre-film there was a point when i was living in bournemouth so this was like either very late 90s or very early 2000 very early where a whole bunch of us went into the cinema and there was this thing where people were doing laser pointers on the screen. Ugh. I don't know if you ever had that shit, like red laser pointers. And as we were, as we were sitting down, I saw that a kid, a kid as in, I don't know, a teenager behind us had a laser pointer. I just saw it, just saw yeah. it. And as I sat down, I said very loudly, if any prick uses a, like a laser pointer on the screen, I'm going to kick their fucking heads in and it wasn't used. <laughs> I said it really loudly. I would, I'm slightly paraphrasing myself, but it was basically that. And, I, and it didn't happen. Because it nice. used to happen. 
and it, I, it, not, I, I was lucky enough not to experience it too often. People would do it on like people's eyes and shit. Like, I on don't the think I or, ever know. had that. It's fucking awful. It might have been a Bournemouth thing, like just I don't know. But it was like it was like a bit of a to say pandemic. Uh-huh. It was a bit of a thing. Um, and I anyway, back to Tony very, Scott. Very um, and yeah, he also directed course, like sorry. great films like Crimson Tide, which is the best Ridley yes. Scott movie. But I mean, ultimately, Top Gun is my second favorite film of all time. For whatever, for whatever your thoughts on it, it has just endured. And True Romance is the best adaptation of a Quentin Tarantino script. It's arguably ever. the. I mean, it's arguably the best Tarantino film. I know. Like, I, like, I mean, I of, a ty- of a type. Of a type. Yeah. Of a type. So. I think it is, and like yeah. it is a film I'm obsessed with. I have a Quentin. I have a uh, True Romance tattoo on my ribs. Um, You're so cool. That's literally what I have on my ribs. Yep. Uh, yep like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, like, written in the for, in the style that she does it with the heart. Like, like, right. I, I'm obsessed with that film. I adore it so much. So, Tony Scott is my nomination. Uh, hopefully, you will agree it is a worthy nomination. Um, like, Absolutely. Who else could have given us like Bridget Jones, Dej- 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 Bridget, Bridget, uh, Bridget Nielsen, and Eddie Murphy in a film together? Fucking genius. That is true. That's true. I was just saying deja vu, which is just the whole thing. And Ross, your nomination for the Hall of Fame this year. It's interesting because at first it wasn't a person; it was a, an event. Uh, but I can make it a but I can make it a person, and that person is uh, Sylvester Stallone. Yes, well, and there's a very well specific deserved. reason. Thank you. There's a very specific reason if we're relating it to 2020. So obviously, Tony Scott passed away some time before that. I'm making mine more relevant than yours. Um, I know oh. it could be anybody for any. I know it could be anyone for any reason. But um, 2020, I don't think anyone's noticed. It's a bit of a bummer. And one of the best things to happen in 2020 was when the cinemas opened between lockdowns. They showed some classic films. Yes, but they what did. Particularly happened was Rocky one to six, and I went every night and saw every single one of them back to back. Jenny came to almost all of them, and. Uh, uh, unfortunately, she couldn't make Rocky Four, but she watched it at home the same night that I was watching it. Uh, uh, a good friend, Brian Larkin, watched Rocky Four with me. And seeing Rocky Four for the first time, bearing in mind this is the first time I'd ever seen Rocky's one to five in the cinema yes. at all. Really? F- in the cinema, yeah. I mean, you know, Rocky Amazing. is my jaws, as I say. So Rocky was incredible. Rocky, t- And seeing it was so, like with Jenny and a few other friends, like for pretty much most nights, that was unbelievable. And when you think about the story of Rocky itself and how it came to be, you know, and everything that, you know, it has to be Sylvester Stallone. And but specifically for that part of the year last year, that was so upsetting. Yeah. You know, and- like the last night, the last night we were there, you know, Akira was the very last night. But the night before that was Rocky Six, Rocky Balboa. And, and what an extraordinary experience. Yeah. That's and amazing. Extraordinary experience. And Rocky Four in the cinema, by the way, was just mind blowing. Yeah. Oh, no, my Rocky God. We, we were mind blowing. We were watching it, and the, the other thing was what I loved about it is like it was like one, wasn't it like one screening per night or something ridiculous? Yes, up here, I think it was a little bit more, but it was oh, okay. no, you're right, it was much, no, but no, but I think it was a couple. It wasn't but, but basically, I was watching Rocky Four in the cinema at the same time you were watching Rocky Four in the cinema, yes, absolutely. Yes, what exactly, an amazing exactly. experience to be able to say we were watching Rocky Four in the cinema, and also, like, yeah. in terms of kind of just in general for the Hall of Fame, there there is no one like like you are I you people always say, oh you're either Stallone or Schwarzenegger. And I disagree I never I never I never understood that. They're not the same thing. They're, no, they're, they're not. not the and that's the misunderstanding. Like Stallone did some some cheesy like crappy action films. Like 
I love them, by the way. But and yes. and for Schwarzenegger, <laughs> all he did was cheesy, crappy action films. If you want to look like, but Stallone did some like Rocky one and two, especially. Yes, both particularly together. I feel like Godfather one and two yeah, together. You have to watch films. one and two together. Yeah, they Rambo. Are. Is a proper film and first well, blood, first, pop- first blood, first blood specifically. Yeah, is, first blood specifically. It's an extraordinary. It's a manhunt thriller. It's not yeah. actual. There is action in it, but it's a thriller. And and also, can I say, Nighthawks? Yeah, I think he did with Billy T. Williams and Rutger Howard is excellent. <laughs> so so excellent. Stallone, for my money, is is like someone that he's that, a filmmaker. With no disrespect to he's a filmmaker. Yes, a producer. He stuck to his guns with Rocky specifically to play Rocky. And, you know, and, the story, of, if anyone hasn't looked it up, just look up the story of how Rocky got made. It is unbelievable. It's and unbelievable. then after all of that, like after Rocky V, which, let's be honest, is not a great film. It's, I think it's fun. Though. I, I really don't no, but, I know yeah, but story, you, I think it's fine. You look at the gap between Rocky and yes. Rocky V, it's the gap between yes. Police Academy 1 and Police Academy 5, right? right? Yeah, okay, that's it's, fair. Yes. It's that kind that's of, I, I love them all, but, yes. but then he comes back with Rocky Balboa. Unbelievable film. And then, Rocky Balboa is an unbelievable film. Yeah, I cried in that fucking movie. Yeah, and then you just could watch you think, one. You could actually, you could watch one and two and then six. Yeah, quite you could. That, that would work. That would work. That would and, work. And, and then and then like Creed, which is like yes. like well, you kind of think Rocky well, Seven. Yeah, Rocky, Rocky Seven. Seven. So where can you take this film? Oh, I tell you what, you t- you you go to Creed and you're like, well, that's just fucking genius. And he started a whole new franchise. And whatever you think about Rocky uh, Creed two, let's not get into yeah. that. But he started yeah. a whole new franchise yes, of, of a character that's 40 year, 45 years old in the cinema. And you kind of go, yeah, that's fucking amazing. And then just yes, Rambo was dead, like after yes. Rambo 3, which again is the Police Academy 3 of Rambo movies. If you look at like where Rambo started and where it went to. And then he came back. Actually, with- I will say, I, I can I just say, I actually think of uh, for Rambo 3 as like, as like Citizens on Patrol, like Police <laughs> yeah. Academy 4, Rambo <laughs> Sorry, it's a good analogy, though. But then he comes yeah. back. With, then he comes back with Rambo. Yeah, of course, which is unreal. Which is like, like amazing. It's and unreal. then he comes. Then he does like, like Last Blood, which I know not everyone yeah. loved. But yeah, I adored the fucking it is, brutalness it is of fun. that movie. It, yeah, it is fun. It's a shame that it doesn't quite so, match up. I think Stallone is a incredibly worthy addition. And what we're going to do is, like, on our next podcast, we're going to open up a whole new Hall of Fame to complement this and we're going to do we're going to do a few nominations each and then from this year onwards we will do the hall of fame for films every year as well that's a good idea that's a really good idea and we'll add action films in so so we'll we'll, we will add uh the next time we're here we will do two films each for each year that we haven't done them so six films in total that's a great Um, idea yes i like that and then every year we will add two films maybe more who knows into the action hall of fame so look those were the boyasts for 2020 um delivered in 2021 obviously uh looking at the year 2020 uh the winning films uh, we've got tony scott sylvester stallone and then we film wise we've got his house invisible man bill and ted face music some mauds uh, we've got ten uh, gangs of london it's a good scene <laughs> Um, and Extraction. Uh, literally, Ross picked two of my least favourite films of last year. Well done, you. Um, and that's it, Ross. Ha! Huh, bumper edition of the podcast. Where can people find out more about you, my friend? Yes, uh, I'm at Ross Boyas for all the social things. Please follow at Evo Films UK for all the social things for Evolutionary Films. We have more films coming out 
which is fun. Uh, and then also at uh, Vengeance Film UK for the action movie franchise to play writing and directing. Oh, well, um, and very enjoyable they are too. Oh. <laughs> we're really, we're really quite well. Oh, thank you. It's all right. I mean, you know, it's like I'd probably tell you if they sucked. Um, anyway, look, um, we'll be back um, for our next episode where we will catch up on the Hall of Fame and we'll probably talk a little bit about Mortal Kombat because we didn't bother because, you know, yeah. Um, can, we do and, an episode called, can, can we do an episode called We're Not Bothering to Talk About Mortal Kombat? Yes, I think that should be the next episode. And when we, when we next meet up, it will be just a week or so until cinemas finally open up again. Mm. Can I, on that note, <clears throat> the Prince Charles Cinema is opening up on May 17th, and Jenny and I are going to see, I'm not sure there could be a more appropriate film for the cinema opening up again. It's uh, Singing in the Rain. Uh-huh. And I let am me know, very, very excited. Let me know when the Commando season gets rescheduled. because you know. Same. I will be, trust me, I'll keep you. I, that was one of, one of the most heartbreaking things about last year, <laughs> which I know is so selfish, is that in June, it was June, I think, Yes, it they was, were doing yeah, yeah. a 35th anniversary week-long screening of Commando, and I booked tickets to all of them, and I was utterly gutted. Even if I didn't go to all of them, I just wanted to know that I'd contributed to the 35th anniversary of that film. So um, it wasn't expensive. that was genuinely, genuinely just amazing. Like, and I was yeah, and we were going to go together. We were going to go in character. Was... In character, would have been amazing. Yeah, I was gonna go. I was gonna go as Jenny. <laughs> Jenny, Jenny, fantastic. I, I was literally going to go as Jenny because I thought that would be the funniest way to uh, to have done that um, uh, whole event. Anyway, uh, www.philsquickreview.co.uk to find out more. No, www. Yeah, uh, philsquickreview.co.uk. What's happening? Okay. To find out more about the podcast. Um, and uh, Phil Ross and Phil Talk Movies on Instagram, Phil Quick Review on Twitter. We'll be back for another post in the very, 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 very near future. Um, thanks for listening, and go and support the cinemas when they open up, because otherwise they'll close them again, and that really fucking sucked. Bye! Bye, Bye! Bye. Can't believe you nominated Tenor for award. <laughs> yeah, no, well, you know, it was that mo- it was for that moment, it wasn't for the film. Bastard. <laughs> Son of you a bitch. Dirty bastard. You really did it, you dirty bastard. <laughs>